I don't know. I don't know the answer. This is <laughs> this is me having a nightmare where I get called on and I don't know the answer. Oh, okay, cool. Wait, oh, I'm, I'm now I'm awake. Oh, wait, no. Hey. Jog, jog your jog yourself away. Now I'm just on a podcast with nothing to say. <laughs> Damn it. Which is a dream, actually, <laughs> not a nightmare. It's a dream scenario. Just kidding. Hi, everyone, and welcome to FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And this is a service industry podcast, and we host it. Make it. <laughs> yeah. We make it, host it, play it. Um, Kelly, how the hell are you? What's going on? I'm good. Um, I have the internet back, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, love that aspect of my life. Um, it is... <laughs> a officially summer Yay. has returned to new york city um everyone's being weird and horny yeah and it's great awesome yeah it's great to hear yeah yeah um summer is also temporarily here in oregon which is very nice it's truly 86 degrees here when Last week, it was 50 degrees and raining every day. So kind of a jolt to the system. Yeah. Um, and it, it's good. It's just kind of like a very disorienting change. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. I got two text messages from people that I've slept with in the past that I was like, why are you texting? Yeah, I was like, oh. Like, that's interesting. Oh, it's bright outside. That's why. And it's just like sun touched your legs. And you were mm-hmm. like, I gotta get my dick sucked yeah. yeah 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 i mean sure i hey i'm sympathetic to the cause hey it's a living <laughs> hey it's a living <laughs> hey it's a living <clears throat> well that's exciting um <laughs> it's a real thrill it's a thrill a minute here <laughs> um, um uh, yeah how are you you're going to a party tonight yeah i'm going to uh a it's a union, like a, it's a, a union staffer is leaving her position and is having kind of like a goodbye party. And, um, I normally would be like, okay, great. Going to like a union thing, which just means guess what we're going to talk about for the whole time. But this person is chaotic good. And, Mm. uh, she's, you know, when you, you meet eye to eye and, uh, and I'm like, uh, you would never judge me for anything I have to say. Cause I can tell mm-hmm. you're fucking crazy in a good way. So yes. therefore I'm excited to go hang out because I think there will be an element of that. That won't just be a bunch of dudes, uh, in ill-fitting shirts talking about God knows what, but <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. <laughs> That's so it awesome. is so awesome. I'll, I'll, I, the fit I'm gonna bring, I'm sure yet. I'm sure of the vibe. So, yeah. I mean, you could go in any direction. I think. Yeah. Because it's like summer. You're kind of near the end of your term, so you could go lean into that. But you could also be, you know, more austere and be, you know, a working woman. Rosie the Riveter. <laughs> what is that? Oh, yeah, I show up in a full boiler suit. <laughs> it's 86 degrees. And like yeah. a in, a train engineer cap. Oh, like... I I think that would slay mama. <laughs> I think that might be a big slay. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I'm not doing well, but that is happening later, so maybe that will help me out. It's uh, a boost. <laughs> remains to be seen, but I am fucking crossing my fingers. 
Um, I also just, uh, listeners, just ate a bell, half a bell pepper like it was an apple. Yeah. On, on camera. On camera. Not recorded, but um, it was an emergency situation because I took double my antidepressants, uh, my other medication, and diuretics at the same time and drank coffee. And I forgot the diuretics have caffeine in them. And I was literally quivering like a chihuahua. And I was like, wait you know yeah yeah so. that was cool for me too i <laughs> <laughs> well you got to see it in real time i mean the, the listeners <laughs> yeah. only get the, the secondhand story here but you saw yeah it i saw it in real time um i saw it in and... real time and i liked it <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> uh, it's i'm sorry i'm really sorry um anyways that should have been a content warning okay kelly do you have any service stories i just have one which is to say that okay. the fantastic film shoot that I have <gasps> been discussing yes. occurred on Wednesday. Oh my God, that's right. Um, it was so boring. I've never been on set before. It is incredibly boring. And you just are sitting there for most of the time waiting for them to ask you to do something, uh, which is not an activity that I enjoy. So mm. I completely reorganized the liquor cage i did a bunch of ordering i was like what else can i do i was like i wonder if i could start processing some fruit right now but then i was like didn't so i just left and i just walked over to zara to see what the fashions they're offering right now they let you leave i mean well also like our call time was 10 a.m and then at about like one o'clock to the GM, they were like, when is the, when are the people who are going to play the front of house getting here? And she was like, they've been here since 10 in the morning. Oh my God. It was like, that was the vibe. Um, so I think it was also because it was like, um, it was like the people shooting the commercial. Resi. Amex like there were so many different interests and so they all they all had people on set and even among like the people the people who were actually shooting it were like there are so many fucking people here it's so fucking annoying and like they were like it was very funny but okay all of this to say I met one incredible man who was just sitting there and then he was like hey how are you I was like yeah how are you and he was like you know I'm retired I'm just like pinch hitter they called me in I was like, oh, that's amazing. I was like, you're retired. I was like, what, you know, how, how's that going? And he's like, you know, I loved working. I loved work. I was in this industry for 40 years. I loved working. And I was like, yeah, it seems cool. You know, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking was about. Was he like on the set or something? He was Yeah, like he was on actor? the set. Oh, He was on the set. I have okay. no idea what he does, but he was okay. on the set. Because he was just sitting there the whole time, oh, okay, as far as I it. could tell. Um, And he was like, yeah, you know... And then it just immediately like the old man thing of like, this is his set. He has said these words one million mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and everyone else in his life has been like, I've heard this 1000 right. times. Stop talking. Yeah. Um, me brand new. Eating it up with a spoon. Yeah. He was like, I was in this industry for 40 years before I retired. You know what I did before that? I was like, what? He was like, I was a cab driver in New York City. You ever seen Taxi Driver? That was my life. I was like, that was your yep. life. I'm sat. I'm sat. I was like, 
cool. Literally, Lillian. Then he goes, he goes, taxi driver, that was my life. He said, down to the little girl prostitute. Direct quote. No. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> and then he's like, um, but the one thing I never did, buy a gun. I was like, phenomenal. He was like, y- have you seen the movie The Joker? I was like, no. He was like, I, one time a guy pulled a gun on me. I drove down those stairs. I said, I'll kill us both. He put the gun away. And then literally, I'm not kidding. Like, I would say over the course of this, like we were talking for a good like 40 minutes. Over the course of this, at least five people walked by who were like, everything he's saying is bullshit. <laughs> they were like, do not listen. I mean, this guy sounds like a pathological liar, but one I would love to speak with. He was like, then Dave came over at one point, the, the owner of the restaurant, and he was like, how did you how did you break into this business from being a taxi driver who seemingly held up at gunpoint every night? <laughs> um, and, <laughs> um, and, and he was like, you know how I broke into the business? He's like, I was driving a director, driving a director no. of a movie. He said, do you speak Spanish? I said, yes, I do speak Spanish. He said, we're flying to Puerto Rico tomorrow. You got to come with us because they had no one who could speak Spanish. And I, I came, I was a PA, and I've been in the movie business ever since. Absolutely false. <laughs> 100% untrue. Didn't happen. I'm stunned by this man. I was, Lillian, when I say my jaw was on the floor, I, I mean, in the moment, I was like... I literally said, I said, they should make a movie about your life. Of course, you're entranced. He's he's, <laughs> a, he's got the gift of the gab. He's a oh narcissist. Oh, my God. Oh my God. He's classic snake oil salesman. I was oh like, you're like, I'll I take three you. bottles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would have been the same, obviously. Um, wow. It was incredible. Inc- I, God, I miss New York. I miss it. It was incredible that is it's also okay. like the idea of like i've been in this industry for 40 years and then it's like you're shooting like the amex slash resi the bear season two promo like it's just like the it's in it's slightly incongruent but that right. didn't occur to me at the time i said he is an all-star of the industry he has a star on the hollywood walk of fame robert de niro is his best friend he's gonna be in memoriam <laughs> at the oscars in, yeah you know in, 10 in years. about 10 years Wow. Chris Rock called him after the slap. You know, I said, this man is is a key figure. <laughs> and he has the most interesting life story I've ever heard. <laughs> the fact that you and I are both could be completely taken in my like this is like, really says a lot. Uh, we're both like, can we marry him immediately? We're obsessed with him. I literally, like, I'll be a sister wife. It's fine. <laughs> Even if it's not true, the confidence is so attractive. my god it's true if anyone has the gift of the gap it's just i think it's like part of irish culture too like it's just like if someone can talk i'm i'm listening i'm if someone can talk i'm listening i mean fucking same man fucking same it's a rare quality these days to spin a yarn and in a trance you know that's it's it is a true gift that thankfully you and i both have hey, uh we, however, we don't often get that gift return to us we give we We give give and we give and i'm trying to pour from an empty pitcher every day of my life fucking literally god 
said. Uh, anyways, that's incredible. You're a star, question mark. Also, do you think this has anything to do with the recent news that Jeremy Allen White is single? You know what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Connected? Question Connected? Mark? Maybe. Maybe Jeremy Allen White actually did call him and said, meet the most beautiful bartender in New York for yes. me. Who would be yes. a good stepmother to little Svien and, and Bicicleta? I think that's my... I don't I, know what his children's names are. <laughs> Bicicleta. Yeah, I don't know either. He carries around her baby sock with him or whatever the fuck he made up for the pap. I, like, I don't know when he, <laughs> So true. I, so true. I, whatever oh bullshit. Um, <clears throat> well, this is going to be... This is... Folks, keep your eye on Demois or whatever the fuck because Kelly, you might be seeing... It is true that I tend to go for a shorty. Is he short? I don't want an Hollywood short. How short? Well, I think he's like 5'7". But I feel like a lot of the men in my life, I can can like see daylight above their head, you know? (laughs) (laughs) To be honest. I've never heard that expression. um, (laughs) Yes, now now I'm using it every day. Um, Okay. Incredible story. Thank you for sharing. This has split a lot of ways. This, uh, this, I feel we are at a crossroads in many oh, ways. Oh, 100%. This story representing sort of this, this tear in the universe, this post-eclipse, this new moon. I mean, there was a lot happening. This energy is very fucking. It's palpable. It, yeah, clearly. Um, <laughs> clearly. <clears throat> so, uh, listeners, as some of you may know, we uh, started an FOH hotline uh, at 414-533-5-FOH, where you can call and leave us voice messages about restaurants, a story you had, a customer, rant, rave, whatever you want. Um, And uh, we'd like to play one for you now. Uh, One that is, I'll say it, surprisingly alluring to me <laughs> yes that was that is true Lillian said it's surprisingly alluring then I listened to it I said that is alluring so caller great job being the inaugural you know um message sorry I'm like now I'm like I'm 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 flustered All hot, and, yeah, hot I'm and bothered flustered thinking about it there was um, um there was a Mike Judge quality to it and that is why I listened to that guy's podcast because he's all he's that guy says rat bastards more than probably anyone in recorded history besides Richard Nixon himself. That's such a good one. I always forget about that. Ugh, I do too. I gotta Mistake. diversify my, I gotta diversify. I've been saying the same. I was recently quoted on someone's blog because they reached out to me for a quote um, okay, about brag. margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not to brag. Um, and I said, go the whole hog. <laughs> uh which i was pretty pretty pleased with i'll send you i'll send you a screenshot (laughs) please do um well in in the spirit of whole hog here is our first in the spirit of the whole hog (laughs) here's our first uh message for the foh hotline howdy uh long time listener first time caller i just wanted to uh Say fuck voodoo donuts, and uh, if you look up heat wave donuts or unsafe working condition donuts on the Google, you'll see why. But uh, if you're in Portland or any of the other cities they've infiltrated, I suppose would be the word, uh, 
don't go there. They're a bunch of rat bastards. Thank you. Bye. Okay, so <laughs> just remember that anytime you're thinking about. I mean, you know. I think the moment has so far passed. I hope that none of our listeners, to me, there is a thread from Disney Food, which we discussed, to yep. Voodoo Donuts. And I won't elaborate. And I won't explain, and I won't <laughs> elaborate. Um, agree, we have one here in Eugene, Oregon, and I'm always like, guys, don't. And even, like, the little unionists get them, and I'm like, no, we can't be doing that. We can't be going here. Mm-mm. Yes, I know they have vegan donuts. Can you fucking get over your fake fucking thing and eat a real donut? Though I will say the alternative good donut place is that, like, insane man oh, who was so- Billy Bob's or whatever it's called. Dizzy Dean's Donuts, where there was quite a controversy and violence against an unhoused person. So the options aren't great here. Mm-hmm. I say just mm-hmm. take up baking and maybe just make your own donuts if that's what you're craving. Yeah, I have never once Googled Dunkin' Donuts, and I never will. I had Dunkin' Donuts 5,000 <laughs> times in Las Vegas because I was like, I miss it so much. I, Wait. you know, I love me Duncan. Me yeah, Duncan. don't look it up. Okay. <laughs> I won't. I don't want to know. It's 17 minutes in, or actually more than that. Let's get to, get the, to the top. Cut to the chase, as they say in your industry. As they say in your industry, cut to the chase. Yes. The movie industry. Is yes. What you're the, yeah, the pictures. Yeah. The pictures. <laughs> the, the, the talkies. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where I work now. Kelly is SAG Afra or whatever the fuck it is. Um, yeah, I'm SAG you'll baby. You'll see. Um, we're line. gonna do a solidarity strike. Um, um, that would be cool, I think. But I think did Fran Drescher come out against it? I don't. I haven't heard anything about her lately except that one thing that always goes around. So right. <clears throat> okay. Ready? Yes, we are discussing. <laughs> The church's chicken strikes of um, both 1972 and 1979 in Atlanta. Yes, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, uh, also home to incredible uh, television show, Designing Women. Or maybe that was Savannah, actually. No, I think it was Atlanta. Um, which I actually remember being such a good show. And then I watched it and I was like, this sucks. But Delta Burke... He still slaps. Okay. <laughs> That's Already besides off. the point. That is truly besides the point. So this, so Church's Chicken is a, a chain restaurant um, of fried chicken. And this strike in 1972, I had never heard of it. Mm-hmm. I could not, like, I don't know, but there's not a Wikipedia page for it. There's not, like, it's, there's not a lot of information out there about it, which, you know, take from that what you will. But there's a master's thesis and then a guy's blog. So, like, hopefully this is true. <laughs> like, maybe. <laughs> and the guy's blog took from the master's thesis. So, like, you know. Right. There's an Ouroboros quality to our research today. <laughs> um, but no, Lillian found this. It, it all sounds, you know, found it and, and actually part of what I thought was interesting and something that I wanted to talk about is that um 
So yes, do you want to give a little background because, you know, it's your field. <clears throat> it is. Um, <laughs> I'm like, uh, wait a second. Um, essentially, so Atlanta, early 70s, basically politically kind of a powder keg going on, a holdover from late 60s, like the new left civil rights movement, um, like communist movement that there just been a rent strike. I did also with- like, um, sorry, just that this guy's blog specifically called out. He's like, there was a big hippie community also. <laughs> like it was like, there's In a case new you're left. Thinking, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. these communists. There's lots of students. There's like kind of all these like factors that we think of as like kind of the political drivers of, um, especially labor history and then he was like yeah oh and also there was like a big hippie community yeah <laughs> just so we all remember uh there and again it goes back to the fucking there's something happening i mean we were right with the music choice from uh from last time so um true prescient uh anyways there obviously was some exploitation going on in uh, well, probably everywhere, but in particular, uh, you know, Church's Chicken location, um, unfair treatment of a manager, et cetera. Um, I don't know. What else happened? Yeah, it just seemed like pretty brutal working conditions um, in Church's Chickens. In, in and, general. And sort of like, uh, like really relevant to people's working conditions now, which is they were saying it takes 44 hours to be full time, then under scheduling people to that. Right. But then some people were being way over scheduled that, but still not being considered full time, not being paid overtime. So they're working these 60 hour weeks. And also he kind of got into th- this blog, the pay structure of managers. And basically it drove uh, like as much, that you could cut costs and sell yeah. more than as a manager, you were rewarded for that in your salary. So managers being directly incentivized to kind of double down on the exploitation of workers. And like cleaning after, like clock, basically clocking right. out and cleaning after hours, like classic shit that still happens, but <laughs> is wage theft and, you know, at, at its, at its core. Um, yes. And then, um, yeah, as you said, there was a rent strike. There was, um, a couple other strikes in this, in the year of 1972. And one of them was the church's chicken. And what, part of what I thought was interesting about it is how seemingly, um, small the, Mm -hmm. the strike force was. Yeah. But I think part of it, because like a lot of what he points to as um, what gave the strike the ability to, because it did win like a lot of the victories that people were striking for, mm-hmm. um, is the like the bread and butter support of the community, and right. um, it wasn't like a planned strike. Like it, it was a walkout. Like, it was a walkout. Yeah. Like yeah, seemingly not. Yeah, like no like strike fund and like those kinds of like you know, you prepare for a strike a lot of times like in unions, but, um, you know, you're gearing up to that, but this is obviously an ununionized workforce. Um, and 
I think a, probably a big part of that is not like anything he said, but just thinking about how if you are connected in your community, how right. impactful it can be um, to just have a few people because it's like a lot of these locations, they said they were like two or three picketers. Right. And just people outside Church's Chickens being like, this is a bad situation going on here. And if you know the people who are then going to be walking into that establishment <clears throat> and you just go, don't go there. Hey, man, let me tell you what's going on here. Like, we are asking for something for a pay over $1.60 an hour. We want sick leave overtime. And yeah. I'm getting fucked here. And they're like, oh, shit. All right. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go in there. Yeah, totally. And, I mean, this is like with and 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 yeah the memphis like sanitation strike in the late 60s too so community like oriented and you know religious leaders were heavily involved too in in both cases so it's like that is also a huge part of the community outpouring and people like you said like know each other from church leaders are talking about this like it's it's catching that way as well and I think too, like, especially relying on infrastructure provided by church, um, like the Montgomery bus boycotts is like uh, using that existing community to replace the thing that you're boycotting, which is right. like the Montgomery bus boycotts. Like there was tons of ride sharing. There was, because it's saying, okay, if we can't take the bus to get to work, how are we getting to work? And then, okay, right. so who has a car? So who's doing this? How are we paying for gas? You know what I mean? Like all of right. those things. And it, and then again, it's like, okay, well, churches is explicitly cheap food. It's fast food. It's like, okay, so how do we replace the thing that we're boycotting? Because you right. have to be able to, like peop for people to support you in the boycott, they have to be able to like, continue to live their lives right and yeah i think like just that because he talks about the 79 strike and how it was like uh much more of a failure yeah there wasn't <clears throat> i mean also we had like the student movement was still sort of in force in the early 70s and they showed up too as well you know on the picket lines and then of course we know uh, such a huge effort was put into completely dismantling any sort of student act, you know, activism, protest. People were fucking murdered. Vietnam, like we know right. what happened and how serious every, you know, the fucking government was about cracking that down and destroying that. So I'm sure that's like not that's just one piece of like this. Yeah, and, and they like said there was that, a, but. I think, yeah, uh, another strike that he said was broken in in between those intervening mm -hmm. years in Atlanta. I think it was also a sanitation strike. I mean, <clears throat> oh, the sanitation strike is like fucking. Anyways, but yeah, it was a 24-day strike, 17 stores, big. Yeah. Catching, catching. I mean, the strike wave. and um, And they got... A lot of what they wanted obviously they didn't end up they didn't get a union they didn't unionize out of it um but they did get increases and you know i think churches obviously like w went overboard with their pr and like realized they had to clean up their image which you know of course you know um i'm sure influenced other people when they were trying to fight back you know i'm like that's all part of it too i'm sure but as far as successful strikes go but um the South, it's such a, God, 
there's so much happening there all the time and it's just such a fucking shame that like we don't pay more attention to it and it has such a bad fucking name especially we you know it's notoriously in labor rights and like movements it's it's been the one it's like we can't do it we can't unionize the south and it's just fucking sad and sucks but this was sorry not to get arc and sad but this was a, a minor victory in 1972 um yeah and I think it's, like, also demonstrative of, again, like, something that we, I think, often talk about on this podcast is, like, there is, like, a true desire within people to, like, be able to take care of each other. And, like, this is something that didn't, like ultimately like yeah build a union but it's like you can build power without a union and what that power emanates from is like this this desire to be able to like care for yourself care for your family care for your community and and have solidarity with people who who like need to put their bodies on the line to do that right and like exactly like you said i mean it doesn't it's not like unions solve everything what unions what what is what does solve is organizing which often is done within yeah. you know the context of having a union and being in a union but yeah it's that they they did what a union would do right but they just fucking yeah. did it themselves they fucking did it all themselves and so and i think especially like especially in the south but like in in any big city and like i think that obviously there's this big line that union busters like to use that like unions themselves are racist but it's like actually like the union is what can drive protections for black workers and a lot of like what they were protesting was racist treatment of employees and managers and so there was replacement of white managers because of that and like I think about in restaurants how much like because you know we've talked about and and tried to be kind of circumspect about like what a restaurant union looks like or can do and i think like a lot of front of house people and we've said this like don't want to see tips taken away and don't want to um yeah change that pay structure but it's also like like especially i think about in a city like new york it's like yeah because i can make seventy eighty thousand dollars a year working for tips but that is something that relies completely on my whiteness, on my right. able-bodied, like right. on being attractive, on being right. like all of these things that a union would be able to say in within a restaurant, you have to hire, right. you have to promote these people to these positions. Yeah. You have to ensure that they're able to make money on the same level right. as white people. And I think that's something that I would love to see shifted in the restaurant industry in front of house. Yeah. No, it, like we always say, it's, it's so complicated and the dismantling and restructuring is like, I can't even wrap my head around that. It's not impossible. It's just, it's just hard. And I know everyone's yeah. like, the restaurant industry isn't uniquely like, I think it is. I think it definitely I think it is. is. I think it definitely um, is. I don't think it's not, I don't think you can't organize it. I'm just saying, and it has been done obviously, but like, it's just fucking 
I mean, like any industry, it's just different. But I think because it involves so many different uh, yeah, it's supply saying, chains and like fucking, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's unique. It's not, that no, doesn't right, mean it's. Exactly. Right. Which we know. Um, yeah, we sure do. Oh, also just want to give credit to redlanta.wordpress.com and what is her name? Because I wrote it down. Monica uh, Wabenton, who uh, wrote a master's thesis uh, about this topic. And truly, these are the sources <laughs> because there's nothing shout else. Shout out. Um, shout out to them. And, and uh, yeah, doing a deep dive is, is recommended. But I don't know. Sorry, I'm, I'm like cut. You're like, okay, so that's what happened. I don't know. I can't talk about it anymore. Okay, that's fine. And that's the episode for today. We'll 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 link this in the show notes and you can look it up yourself. Uh sorry, I'm having a nervous breakdown on air. Did you guys want this? Do you guys wanna listen to this i joked that i was gonna kill myself on zoom live on air the other day and it didn't really actually it hit a little bit with some people but um yeah people hey it's an iykyk i mean that it's so funny to reference that but like if you don't if you don't know what the fuck i'm talking about then it is like a little bit jarring yeah but and but in that addition of zoom i thought was funny that is funny I'm and thinking about you being on your little my your little, little my little your square. little like bejeweled screen yeah because the initial thing was like i'm coming to this meeting and i'm going to read a statement and that was the initial joke and then i said and then also i'm going to go like what's that girl's name christine christine who, yeah i forget her last name if you want to be really depressed i recommend watching that movie i never will but thank you so much yeah no problem no problem um okay tight wait we have new patrons can you oh yeah it's um lenora and mm-hmm. casey is wow. that right i don't know I, that's why i'm asking you that's yeah that's that's what I, that's what i'm seeing on my screen <laughs> okay that's okay. that's the information i'm getting okay great thank you guys so much for joining welcome to the welcome to the circus <laughs> welcome to the show um and uh as always we take feedback on what you want to hear us talk about and i know some of you have emailed us and messaged us i have i haven't gotten back to you uh because i am you know busy yes i'm busy exactly she's busy Um, i'm busy so um but i will get back to you and i do always we always do appreciate you reaching out and and chatting with us so thank you for that and um yeah call into the hotline do whatever the fuck you want and uh we'll keep churning out the episodes for you absolutely okay god bless okay take care Bye. bye bye